Hi guys, welcome back to the Piss and Moan Club podcast. I am Brian Dane, your host, and this is episode one of season two. I think my record with podcasting is four seasons, to be honest. You know, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to come up with something to say uh, when you can't, like, use your pretty face for, you know, a, a cloud. So you, I am kidding, okay? Knock it off. I want to talk about a story um, that I uh, started on my vlog, kind of, uh, uh, about how someone from my wife's uh, old church called her at work the other day. That's not all right, you know. Uh, but I can see what happened here is uh, it was uh, important that he reached her and they didn't have her new cell phone number. Those two factors are, you know, eh, okay. I mean, didn't really have a choice but call her at work because she doesn't go to that church anymore. She hasn't gone there since uh, 2018 or early 2019. So, he called because um, uh, because um, his uh, mother, who's uh, 93 years old, is on her deathbed. Can be any time now. And um, she had a dying wish. She wanted my wife to sing at her memorial service. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What my wife did not know was that back when she was in a music program at church, um, uh, this woman would latch on to her son and uh, uh, daughter-in-law and go to this church, even though she didn't belong there, just to hear my wife sing. I mean, okay. Justin Bieber, go away with your 14-year-olds. Everybody go away with your fame and fancy music careers. When people start asking for you to sing at their funerals, they ask themselves, not the family. That's, I mean, that's something I think to be uh, kind of proud of, you know. And of course she's going to do it. Um, absolutely. Uh but, you know, it's just crazy. But anyway, the real story behind this is that they got talking about the church that my wife left. Uh, for those who doesn't know about this church, this church were very much full of hate. They were full force Donald Trump supporters. Uh, and I'm talking about the ones that will verbally attack you if you, um, uh, if you did not vote for Donald Trump. They were pro-lifers, you know. Uh, we can discuss whether that's uh, appropriate in a church or not. I mean, uh, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what the Bible says about that shit. But um, uh, you would expect some pro-lifers. Uh, with my wife, is pro-choice. She was always pro-choice. She will always be pro-choice, uh, she says. I don't, I'm not trying to change her mind in any of it. So uh, that's fine. I'm pro-choice too. Uh, I, I just think there's certain things the government should not interfere with, uh, and uh, free will is one of them, and and uh, the right to have an abortion, that's a freedom, a personal freedom, not a uh, not a freedom on 
on government level. So anyway, um, and uh, then there was a couple of QAnon uh, people there. Remember QAnon? I don't know if they still uh, exist or what. But man, they were hardcore Trumpers too. They were all for Trump, you know. And um, yeah, they had a couple of those too. And uh, it made my wife leave the church in the end there because, you know, they, they insulted they insulted me uh, several times. Not that I get insulted because I really don't care what people say about me. Um, uh, but it was more that when people actually insult you to your face, that's really annoying. Go do it in a corner behind my back or something. I'm not interested in your drama, you know. But anyway, not going to talk anymore about that. But that definitely also, um, uh, uh, you know, went through her thought process. He was hemming and hawing for months. For months. Before she left. So um, it could have gone both ways, I guess. But it got so bad there that uh, she just, you know, why am I wasting my time? But you're never wasting your time on God. You're wasting your time in church, okay? You can worship God at home just as well as you can uh, in a church. The world is his church if you believe in God, whatever, you know, uh, which I don't. So, well, she left. So they got to talk about it because about a year ago, divine karma came down on them. Uh, okay, <laughs> think about this. The worst of the worst brujas, bad people, racist people, uh, Trump people, more members of this church, right? Well, he could tell my wife now that uh, all these people are gone. They left. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Methodist Church, but they uh, rotate their pastors. Uh, like, I think you can be pastor for like, what, six years in one place? And you have to move on to another church uh, in another area. So um, what happened was that the pastor there, well, it was time to rotate him, to get him out of there. So in comes the new pastor. I would, I wish I could insert eerie music here, okay? And I'm, I'm just saying, get ready for karma to land. It's a huge-ass karma plane that's going to land in a second, okay? Uh, to this hateful congregation, all right? Uh, not all of them were haters. Uh, my, my wife liked this guy just fine. He wasn't participating in the drama. And it was his family. Uh, but it was a hateful church. Brimstone, fire, you name it. And that doesn't belong in a Methodist church. Karma landed in the form of a new pastor who is black. And, you know, some people could, could discuss whether um, uh, the, the bishop or whatever he's called um, uh, is behind this or not. Uh, we don't know, but I call it divine karma. I don't believe in God, but I do think that if, if God existed, this is one of the things he could do. You know, oh my God, I have a hateful church here. Let me infuse a little diversity. Because pastor is gay. Pastor is supporting LGBTQ plus on the front line. 
She is pro-choice. She will defend gays and lesbians any day. And um, yeah, she took over the hateful church and turned it into a little lovey-dovey place, I guess. I mean, this is, <laughs> I haven't been there, but uh, that's what 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 he explained. And uh, it's almost only the good people that's left now. Uh, the really good people and the really old people uh, who are maybe not good, but they can't hear shit, so they don't know what's going on. That That's the people that is left now uh, at this church. And my wife really want to go back and sing there uh, because she really enjoys singing, and uh, she was really sad about that part. But it was just not enjoyable because all it was drama, drama, drama uh, when she left, you know, and they tried... Four months, even yeah, actually they tried for over a year to get her back by sending daily handwritten letters from other members of the church, begging her to come back. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it was crazy, I'm telling you. But she had made up her mind. That's the one thing you gotta know about my wife. Uh, if if she decides something, she made up her mind. You can't change it. I mean, you can try, but you're not getting any way by changing it. Uh, you can't change it. She won't change her decisions or whatever she's doing. So, um, yeah, she might go back now. What do you think? Uh, is it a trap? I don't know. I don't know if it's a trap. But but still, though, I mean, it's kind of flattering. I mean, Justin Bieber, go away. Metallica, go away. Every every fame whore out there, uh, go away. If you are asked by someone who's about to die to sing at their memorial or their or their um, funeral, I think that is the uttermost distinction you can get from any fan. You know, like, come on. The last thing I'm going to give my friends and family, is your voice. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. It is. It's a big deal. In my, in my opinion, in our opinion anyway, uh, she's very flattered. Very flattered. And uh, to, f- to find out that someone came to the church that doesn't belong at the church, in the church, but made a, a significant... Uh, travel to this church just to hear her sing. Fantastic. Speaking of singing, I can't wait for, I think it's April. I think it's April. We're going to see uh, Wicked, uh, the traveling show. Um, and uh, the Broadway show traveling, sorry. And uh, I'm actually very excited. I like Wicked. I like the, um, I like the music in Wicked. Uh, I think good songs for musical. Uh, I'm very melodic when it comes to musicals. Um, I want it to be pretty songs, you know, like uh, interesting, engaging songs. I fucking hate Hamilton, by the way. Just let me get it out there. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate Hamilton. And I know that I'm one of the only ones in this world that actually hate Hamilton. So recently, my wife uh, was watching it on uh, Disney+. Plus. She'd never seen it before, right? And uh, 
neither had I, but I don't like rap and I don't like uh, Emmanuel Ping Ching Ping Ching that, that wrote this. I don't like him. Okay. So I never watched Hamilton, but I got to watch it a couple of weeks ago as proxy sitting in the same room as my wife watching it. And uh, I can now say with 110% certainty that I hate Hamilton. Don't like the songs. Don't like the story, even though the story is supposedly more like truth, right? Uh, but but it's just not fitting in a musical. That's all. That's uh, that's it. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. I hate Hamilton. I love Wicked, though. I do. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. I haven't gone to an actual musical in years. Well, I can't musicals. But, uh, uh, but a, a real adult musical. You know, uh, never at a real performing arts center. I haven't gone to any of those in a in a while. So I'm kind of excited. I promised myself I'm going to start doing more of that stuff because, you know, 95% of the time uh, I turn down my wife when she uh, is going to see one of her former students if they're in a theater production or something, right? Um, that was me touching this table. Oh, my God. Um, I, I usually turn it down, uh, especially if it's not a musical that I care for, right? But the few times I've gone, I have to say, it's been good. It's been interesting. You know, uh, recently we went to see um, uh, The Visit of Oz, uh, at the playhouse, the local playhouse. Uh, all kids, uh, I think oldest is 15 or 16, and then uh, then younger kids, you know. Uh, and, and they did a real good job. This is not a, a project. This is an actual theater school uh, where they learn theater uh, after the regular school and stuff like that. Um, it was actually really good. I have to say, I enjoyed it. <laughs> but as I have as I have come to find, uh, to my wife having a theater program, um, what I have come to find is that kids are really good. They can sing, they can dance, they can act. Most of them can anyway. Of course, there's some doozies, right? But uh, growing up, you know, I was always thinking, uh, oh, the cool uh, child stars on the, on the various shows and in movies and things like that. It's so cool, man. They, they're so good. And then I come to find out that, you know, my wife have had students that better than some of those child stars. This is saying, you know, they—they, I don't know. Maybe it's her. Maybe she's just good at uh, teaching them. I don't know. Uh, but it always turn out great. Every year, every show turn out great. Um, so yeah, yeah. I think it's the highest form of flattery when someone wants their last 
their last party, etc., to have you sing in it. I it's just I'm flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted a little bit, you know, just a little bit. So yeah, um, in my uh, in my vlog, I was talking about this new uh, Florida law uh, or Florida bill of rights. I guess I don't know what it is, but uh, they want to they want people actually they encourage people. Uh, they want to make a bill so you can just go in and buy a gun. You don't even have to give your name. You don't even have to give your address. You don't have to give any registration or any license and David also wants to make uh, permit free um, carry so you know like I talked about on, on, on my, uh, my my vlog right uh, it's concerning a little bit uh, I understand that the criminals have done this for many years you know gotten a gun without a permit uh, but you also have to remember, uh, by doing this, you're most likely going to put a lot more guns on the street. Because what do you think happens when people who own guns have a burglary? Yeah. And if more people are going to, uh, to get guns because they don't have to tell anybody, what's going to happen? The criminal is going to steal more guns. And more guns will enter the criminal underworld. It just will. It's logic, you know. And also, like I mentioned, there's a few people in this world, and I would say including myself, okay, that should never touch a gun. Never. Either because they're too clumsy or, or whatever. Uh, remember the six-year-old that... Uh, shot his teacher not long ago, um, got the gun from his mom. His mom. Mom, can I borrow your gun? You know what I'm saying? So, um, <laughs> I think, uh, what I think is that rules ought to be changed around a little bit. You know we can't drink until we're twenty-one in this uh, uh in this country. So why would we be able to shoot guns when we are six years old or eight years old? It should be forbidden, to be honest. Um, I understand giving little kid to hunt and all this shit, but uh, uh, fact is that a kid's brain is not big enough to handle the reality of a firearm. They're not. No matter what you say, no matter how smart you uh, think you are, your kid is not that smart, all right? Uh, until you're 18 years old, your brain have a hard time seeing consequences, which uh, basically means that you just do stupid, stupid stuff. You don't think about what's going to happen to you, if you and when you get caught. You just do it. Because consequences to you does not exist. That's something that can be taught the kids, you know, at an early age. But natural-wise, your brain, no. doesn't have that gene. doesn't have that functionality. It doesn't have that upgrade where you think, okay, maybe I shouldn't do this because, you know, this will happen if I do. 
you know it's a it's a great skill to have uh, so you know i i just think uh, giving free for all to guns here in in florida is a dumb idea it's a dumb idea because we have a lot of gun violence we have a lot of neighbor wars like uh, neighbors shooting each other over something stupid as a turd in their yard uh, I don't know what's wrong with people but they are getting very hissy more hissy than they used to I bet and you know it used to be that uh, uh, you got re young people got really 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 upset so they punched the wall and 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 show me a teenage boy uh, that does not have at least one hole in their wall from punching it <laughs> i mean come on it's kind of like a uh, passage you know from teenhood you've got to punch that wall where nowadays Nowadays, we get a gun if we can, and we shoot the person. It's kind of a final solution of someone that you don't like. Whether it is uh, road rage, it is neighbor rage, or it's it's uh, just you misunderstanding the situation, so you shoot someone. You know, it, it's there. And I understand all people who defend the right to bear arms... Uh, Bare arms. It was kind of a is a in invalid for them to even uh, you know uh, defend it like that. They shouldn't have a say because you already own uh, firearms, so you can know how to use it. You smart. You you know firearms. You you probably safe and and all that jazz. So you support that everybody should be able to own a firearm and carry it around. Wrong wrong because not everybody that will buy these firearms know how to use them know how to guard them from their kids etc 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 and you know one can also argue that if you actually uh, had your firearm in a gun safe uh, locked at all times um, you might not get a chance to grab it when the bad guys come so why have it? It's it's just a thought, you know. It's just a thought. I I uh, I thought I would put it out there. I I um, I'm a little bit worried about it. Okay, not gonna. I'm not. It's not something to you lie about. You just don't lie about this shit. This shit is not liable. It is liable, but uh, it's not. Uh, you can't lie about it. Okay. Um, it happens. People shoot each other all the time. And we don't need the government to make it any easier than it already is. Criminals? Okay. By far, I want to... I want to... I want to claim that most of the time the criminals would win a gunfight with most people because they... They are one, uh, know how to use the firearm, usually. Two, they're criminals. They don't care. They don't care to kill you. They don't hesitate. Where you would think that a, 
a regular Joe, a regular person, right? They they would hesitate a little bit before they killed someone, and then they could have run out of had the gun because they're dead. Simple as that. Enough about that shit, man. It just riles me up. It does. It, but you know what else riles me up? This whole uh, student loan thing. Um, what, two or three years of our lives have now been uh, uh, taken up by this back and forth with student loan forgiveness. Then they come up with a half-assed plan. And then Supreme Court rules that that half-assed plan is no good. So now, uh, because you, of course, as a government, you know, you want to give your people stuff, right? So they hurried and they put out an application for this forgiveness program, which is laughable because they only, they're only forgiving you $10,000. I, I don't know. Uh, I think they say that the, the average student loan debt is uh, something like $29,000, um, $23,000. I just don't know, man. My wife went to a non-IV, non-particularly non uh, uh, important college, okay, uh, to get her degree. Uh, her parents were not paying for her, so uh, she had to take out student loans on that to, to become an educator. And um, she has, what, does she have like almost $80,000 in student debt from attending a little dumb college that have no prestige anywhere. And uh, yeah, and, and they claim that the average is like $23,000. I don't believe it. I think it's, it's bullshit. It's a lie. It's another government lie because, uh, yeah, if, just look around about this whole uh, whole um, student loan things. You know, you see a lot of people who have a lot of debt. A lot of it. It's that simple. So what I'm tired of is that they keep giving and taking it back again. Because it's not cemented, it's not really passed, you know. I feel like they are rushing to get laws out these days, you know. Uh, instead of making sure that all corners are covered, that everybody agreed that this is a great law, you know. Uh, but no, no, they had to go uh, send out applications and letters to people, you know, who's eligible and and uh, oh, you can apply for ten thousand dollars student loan forgiveness, and then here comes Supreme Court. Meep meep meep. They always down us, right? Except when you agree with them. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I you know it is what it is. It is what it is, and I and I think I'm just gonna end this episode before I. I say more dumb stuff because I am a little bit blobby today. No, not drunk, not high. I'm sleepy as fuck. That's what I am. Um, so, thank you for listening to the Piss and Moan Club podcast. My name is Brian Dane, and I was your host. And I hope 
to get a new episode out soon. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on just about any podcast platform out there if you prefer uh, to listen on your way to work or something like that. But this, this will also be on YouTube. Okay? Comprende? Because I know Chuck likes it that way. Right? And he is definitely one of my two listeners. So, I'll see you all later. And uh, you stay gold. I Okay? And uh, have a good one.